All right, here we go. I'm starting from the beginning. I'm going to be starting with an article about uh, when he first came out about uh, Andrew Tate, and then I'm going to go into the uh, current stuff, what he's facing now. And it's it's really bad. This is when he was first uh, caught for, uh, arrested for, you know, the, basically the trafficking. This is roughly what one mother of a young 20-year-old Romanian woman told one news source after her daughter was found at the home of Andrew and Tristan Tate in Pipera, Romania. The Tate brothers denounced the Romanian media police reports insisting that two girls were found there, a 20-year-old Romanian woman and a 21-year-old American woman. In fact, Andrew Tate has vehemently denied every aspect of the case and said, no girls were found in my house and nobody was arrested. Andrew's TikTok shows clips from the brothers' podcast where they claim that the 21-year-old, they don't mention the Romanian woman, was actually just attending a party at their house. A girl had been at a party at my house and her boyfriend saw her Instagram stories and said, oh my God, you're at the Tate Brothers' house in Romania. This was some American chick. And she went, uh, uh, no, I, I didn't want to come to this party. They, they made me come here and I'm not allowed to leave. She said that to her boyfriend. That's some excuse. The brothers found that hilarious, stating that her boyfriend was some, quote, was he one of these believe all females? Oh my God, my girlfriend's not kind of guys. She was she was, she was, one second, she wasn't even hot. She wasn't even hot. Ugly. Andrew and Tristan also claimed that the woman in question was caught on CCTV footage outside the home, taking a pizza delivery, clearly not held against her will in any way. The Romanian police, upon seeing this footage, were allegedly laughing along right with them. Therefore, this whole claim about them running a human trafficking ring is a joke, pathetic, and based on a wild misunderstanding, supposedly. The thing is, can we really say that this woman was free just because she was dancing and taking pizza deliveries? If she was American, then she was in an entirely different country as the Tate household was located in Romania. Maybe she's dancing because she feels she has to do exactly what Andrew wants, otherwise maybe she'll be harmed. Maybe the police don't take her seriously since Andrew has admitted to bribing Romanian law enforcement to get what he wants in the past. I probably shouldn't say this on the internet, but I'm going to. Romania is completely corrupt from head to toe, right? I have a very, very extensive network in Romania. I, I like to make this very clear. One of the reasons I love living there so much is because I'm at the very top echelon of society. So I did a deal with them to open them on the sly and pay bribes. So for, I was open for like the first month with bribes, but the bribe kept going up because it's Romania, right? The police chief would come. He wants some. It's just like everyone's got on the phone like, hey, this casino's still open. Don't pay. Thing is, is like... <clears throat> What I can't stand, understand is like, why are you talking in self-niching? Why are you doing this to yourself? Just he doesn't know when to shut up. You to go away. So before you know it, every five minutes, someone's in the door for money. There are so many other possibilities here, but the Tate brothers and their followers have seemingly ignored them all in favor of she was getting pizza, so she's fine. But make no mistake, Andrew Tate is a vile human being. He moved to Romania largely because of their lax rules around the way women are treated, specifically how they have a difficult time pursuing assault or sexual assault charges. And Tate benefits from the corruption in the Romanian system. The number one reason he lists for moving is the hashtag MeToo era. People say, why did you leave Romania? And I explain my five reasons. One of them is the MeToo era. They go, oh, wait, so say no, I'm not. But I like the idea of being able to just say, to do what I want. I like being free. How charming. But before I get too ahead of myself here, we have to learn who Tate is. Then we'll talk about his scams, his supposed values or lack thereof, and of course, his crimes. So hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're discussing Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate had a pretty decent career in kickboxing once upon a time. He won most of the fights he was in and was rated first in Europe in his weight class. He even allegedly endorsed the kickboxing equipment company Sidekick Boxing so much that people began to think he actually owned the business himself. 
Tate was not necessarily an A-list celebrity or anything, but he was making a name for himself. Enough to get on the show Big Brother anyway, but that didn't last. In 2016, multiple clips of Tate abusing women emerged. In one video, he's asking a woman why she's covered in bruises. The woman, her face blurred, in a shockingly calm manner, might I add, tells the camera that she was beaten by Tate for misbehaving. Andrew clearly knows he's the one who gave her those bruises, interrogating her about it on camera, and then telling her to count the bruises is beyond, like, just scummy and gross. In a separate clip, another woman reveals that she has a tattoo of Tate's name on her crotch area. Tate beat, whipped, hit, and pushed her on camera. It's pretty hard to watch, but hey, the woman says they were dating and it was just some kind of kinky roleplay, right? So that must make it okay. Newsflash, it doesn't. Andrew Tate told the tabloids he would never hit a woman, claiming a longer version shows them laughing and saying it doesn't hurt. So where is that longer version, Andrew? Why not prove that this was just all fun and games instead of a literal beatdown? This is monstrous behavior. In true safe but kinky BDSM, you're supposed to care about your submissive partner. And personally, I think Tate is a sadistic, horrific, pathetic excuse for a human that is calling his disgusting behavior a kink. If he actually cared about women, he'd tell his audience that he genuinely wants to be careful, assure them that he has safe words or some kind of precautions, but he doesn't. The safety of his partners does not matter to Tate. But hey, in case you need more evidence of this, he also tweeted a year later that women should bear responsibility for being raped in the rise of the Me Too movement. In fact, Tate doesn't just believe women should bear responsibility for being sexually assaulted, but he thinks that when women are abused, it should also be easier for the person responsible to get away with it. That's actually the reason Tate gives for why he moved to Romania in the first place. He also enjoys the corruption there for another reason, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Lucky for you, Tate, thanks to the system that benefits corrupt abusers like you, you've escaped having to bear a prison sentence. In terms of the abuse accusations, Andrew Tate gives a specific example to his followers in the form of a story about an ex-employee. See, back in the day when Tate left kickboxing, he wasn't sure about what to do with himself. He allegedly had five girlfriends at the time, and he flew them all out to London to live together and webcam for him, making him a glorified pimp. Not all of his girlfriends wanted to do this, but two did stay behind. Soon, the business grew until it became a real moneymaker. I remember him talking about this on Fresh and Fit. He never shut the hell up. You're just burying yourself. And he didn't think that this would come back to bite him. And I think when he did, when he picked with Greta Thunberg, uh, she must have contacted the elites and instantly he gets arrested. I I think he's connected, man. I really do. Let's keep going. At the height of his webcamming venture, he had over 75 women working for him in four locations, earning over $600,000 a month. When he started out, it was just with a couple girlfriends that really cared about him. They weren't in it for just the money. They wanted to be there for Andrew, or so he says, because this is his narrative. But as his employee base grew, so did the number of women who were in it solely to get rich, which is frankly understandable. After just researching this one episode, I find Andrew to be quite insufferable, so I'm not surprised that the webcam models he hired weren't in it because they liked him. One woman that had been working for Tate earned about $25,000 per month all by herself, so she knew Andrew didn't want to fire her, so according to him, she tried to get away with things. In one instance, she supposedly drunkenly vomited onto his bed. When Tate told her to clean it up, she refused, so he threw her things out the window and kicked her out. End of story. Or at least he thought it would be. Tate claims that this disgruntled employee went to police and made a false accusation of assault. The police burst through his door and questioned him, and in that moment, Tate knew he wanted to move somewhere else, someplace where it would be easier to run a questionable sex service out of his properties and throw women onto the street. And look, if he wanted to fire her, that's one thing. But dumping all her personal belongings out of a window and refusing to pay her her last month's salary? I have a hard time believing that their relationship was professional in any way based on his own story. And Andrew, I know you're supposed to make yourself look good on podcasts, right? Instead, I just feel bad for any woman that has the misfortune of having to share the same air as you. When you dismiss or fire an employee, one of the things you don't do is one, withhold their final month's salary. That's illegal in most states and countries from my understanding. But two, you don't throw away their personal belongings. That one makes absolutely zero sense. To throw away someone's personal belongings definitely shows you have some kind of malicious intent on a personal level. 
It means you personally feel harmed and hurt by this and you couldn't keep it professional. And if this was just a professional relationship, then again, why do that? So it just seems to me that there was absolutely something personal there and you just wanted to give her a final poke in the eye to be like, fuck you, bitch. And uh, you told this story and this is your recollection. It just makes you look really weak. Like imagine that, a man who can't control his big professional emotions to run his big successful business. Who could have thought? Anyway, off to him and his brother and they go to Romania. Now, around the time the brothers arrived, they grew this business into an OnlyFans agency where Tristan claims that he has the biggest girls on OnlyFans working for him. Personally, I think the brothers are just pimps. I mean, hey, if these women want to go into sex work, that's fine. But it sure doesn't actually sound that way either. Andrews bragged that about half the women he dates end up doing sex work and becoming an employee for him. And he's literally moving these women to Romania where he knows and enjoys the fact that it's harder for them to be taken seriously, especially in cases of reporting sexual assault. Once again, he said that Romania is very corrupt and he has to bribe the cops to keep his casino open. Tate also claims that he doesn't let his girlfriends leave the house, which again, doesn't really make any of this look consensual. If they really like being with him so much, then how come you have to practically hold these women hostage in your home? And also just what a pathetic excuse for a supposed good boyfriend. What kind of partner puts their significant other in danger like that? Andrew Tate paints himself as this great alpha male, but what kind of man has to survive off of money that their girlfriend makes through webcamming? You fucking cuck. <laughs> He's so big. Pimps. Pimps got to do this. And unfortunately, in the red pill manosphere community, pimps are looked upon as alpha males. That goes to show you their mentality. Okay. I used to be a red pill content creator. But, you know, getting to, you know, talking to them about things like single moms, how you can't be hating them and still want to sleep with them at the same time. You can't be bashing them, but... You know, you hold them accountable, but you won't hold men accountable for going around and creating single mothers or the fact that a single father um, has the right to go and date a single woman without kids. But a single mother going out and dating a man, you know, a single mother going out and dating a man without kids, that's bad. You see how this the nonsense keeps going, the hypocrisy, and they will try to... Um, give you hell for that. And on the black manosphere side, they'll say you're fruity. Big and so strong that he can't earn it himself. Like, wow, what a boss babe. Now that is unless, of course, maybe, you know, he isn't such a big strong man to earn it himself. I also doubt that he gave anyone their fair share in these businesses because in various clips, Tate's been heard telling his followers that if his girlfriend were to partake in sex work, he's entitled to a cut of the profits since she belongs to him. If a woman is going out with a man, she belongs to that man. That's his woman. So she wants to do OnlyFans. She owes him some money because she's his. And the intimate parts of her body belong to him because they're in a relationship. And if she wants to sell those, he has a stake in those intimate parts of her body. But sure, Tate says he doesn't believe women are his property. He just thinks that they and their bodies belong to him. Like, does he not know what the definition of what property is? Like, he's literally referring to them as property. And hell, he doesn't even do a good job earning his living off of the backs of these girlfriends or these women because the brothers have admitted that the women they hire often earn money by telling fake sob stories to their clients. Tristan apparently told the Sunday Mirror that it's all a big scam and no one cares. It's their problem, not mine. Although a lot of sources reporting on this are tabloid, so I understand they're not exactly the most trustworthy, the updates of what's been coming out around Tate's Romanian home are genuinely disturbing. When investigators went to their home to rescue the captive women, they uncovered the webcamming business the brothers run. Some of the women living in the home had tattoos that read owned by Tate, and they referred to the Tate brothers as masters. Oh, and remember that 21-year-old that was seen getting pizza? She was identified as Emma Gabby, and she claimed that Tristan so, all right, it's not trafficking, but your brandies women. Yeah, man, this 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 is not looking good at all. It really isn't. Tate told her that if she left, he would find her and hurt her. Plus, it's not as if she could have easily left on her own free will. This house is full of surveillance cameras, multiple weapons, and a former performance boxer guard standing out front. 
No charges have been filed against the brothers yet, but that is a big yet attached to the end there. But hey, maybe you like Andrew Tate. Maybe you think that exploiting women and potentially placing them in danger is in fact super manly. In that case, the war room might be just for you. The War Room is a club that is, as Danny Gonzalez so eloquently puts it, kind of just seems like one super long bachelor party for men whose wives have already left them. The War Room is supposedly a club full of members that have achieved freedom in the world of slavery. It sounds vague as hell because it is. Also, I love how they say the members have achieved freedom, but the picture next to this quote shows a group of men with their faces blurred, dressing and standing the same. Like, yeah, real talented, unique individuals there. So free and so tough having to blur their faces. Now, it costs over 4,000 pounds to join and learn to be an individual that, you know, dresses in an identical suit to the other members. The website doesn't exactly describe what you're paying for either. On his channel, Tate Speech, Andrew says that you'll get tips and tricks to earn more money, meeting with other members and live streams from Tate's visits to the club. So I guess for thousands of dollars, you can watch Tate have fun at a club? It sounds like a great investment. I love how the video also has all this epic music under it while members of this club are just sitting around someone's house looking bored while Tate and a few other guys lecture them about God knows what. And that sounds like real beta male shit to me, paying another man to have fun at a club, like just saying. It's also not as if the people Tate hangs out find some firsthand experience about the war room to see if anyone reviewed it and could shed some light as to what it was actually doing. After all, it's supposedly been around since 2018, so they should be pretty established. Blogs that talk about the war room say that it'll turn you from a worm into a man of genuine means and purpose. But the only way they describe doing this is by linking you up with other successful men from the same club. According to the reviews, this makes it a mix of people who found success and those that are still on the journey learning from others. Truthfully, I don't give a shit if Tate wants to make a big expensive club for him and his loyal friends and followers. It sure as hell seems scammy to me, but it's not even half as scammy as the MLM he has attached to it. Something called Hustlers University. And that's right, boss babes and hunbots, we've got a rare male MLM on the table. For the low, low price of just 50 bucks a month, you can buy, and drum roll please here, access to the Discord server. And no, I'm not kidding. It's like Tate's more expensive, less reputable version of Skillshare on a Discord server. In this beautiful, lovely Discord server, you can learn about stocks, crypto, freelancing, and even copywriting. Tate has a few professors he's- All that you can learn on your own probably by, uh, for free on YouTube, or literally going to Skillshare. He's hired to tell you about each one, but those that have actually tested their advice have been disappointed. One financial YouTuber, Sean Solano, took the professor's advice for a few days and found that they lost 88% of the money that he put in with a single call. Whereas when he did his own thing, Solano was up by about 40% within the same time frame. He concludes his video by saying that even though some of the beginner terminology and advice makes sense, if you follow these professors, you'll likely walk away with nothing. So what's the point of joining? <laughs> oh gosh, these. Ah, oh, this man is a con man. This is not an alpha male. This is a con man. Oh. When this blows over, anyone who has sided with Tate has a lot of explaining to do. This may put a dent in the manosphere on both sides, the black manosphere and the white manosphere. Whether you think of this like a Mary Kay or it works for insecure lost men, a load of crap, or genuine legit advice about stocks and crypto, though few seem to fall into that latter camp, it doesn't really make a difference for Tate. The main point certainly seems to be about just giving him money. Since it was founded in 2021, allegedly over 60,000 people have joined, meaning he gets over $3 million per month from their monthly subscription costs. Although I do need to note that that number is actually currently estimated to sit at around 100,000, giving him closer to 5 million a month. But don't you worry, boss babes, you can get a piece of that pie too. Because if you join now, you can get an affiliate link. And from there, if you sign people up, you'll get a commission too. And seeing as there's no actual product, aside from giving members advice, I actually fail to see how this is anything but a pyramid scheme. And in fact, it's pretty damn close to the exact definition. It's no wonder that people are calling it an MLM for lost men because it feels like you must have hit a new low to take this guy seriously. I get called Morpheus all the time in my DMs. Of course, Tate promotes Hustlers University as a way that you can make money and eventually join War Room. 
So if you pay for random advice from internet strangers long enough, then you can pay thousands for random advice from real life strangers. What's not to love, right? Well, aside from his incredibly unclear and sketchy business, Andrew is the last person someone should go to for financial advice in any way. Tate doesn't make his money honestly or legitimately, and he's actually proud of that. He's told the world that he owns casinos in Romania, and in 2020, he refused to shut down because of COVID. He bribed everyone from the police force to parliament saying that everyone needed to stay open. So for I was open for like the first month with bribes. But the bribes kept coming and getting more expensive, so eventually he shut his doors. One of his casinos was doing all right for itself before lockdown because he was competing with another casino and Starbucks nearby. According to Tate, his casino would offer free coffee to lure people in with the premise of, why would you go pay $5 for coffee? You can come get free coffee with me. Gamble your five bucks, you might get lucky. This isn't a bad idea from the perspective of a casino owner, truly. But running his business during a pandemic that he doesn't believe exists, grossly overpricing advice from strangers on the internet, and creating a pyramid scheme? I think I'd rather go with a financial planner. Thanks, though. But speaking about earning an honest living, I'm going to go ahead and place today's sponsors right here. Second. Some good points have been levied against Tate, like how he completely and utterly denies reality for his own anecdotal experiences. A good example here is that Tate says that women are terrible drivers, but when confronted with hard evidence that says that men are actually statistically worse, he just digs his heels in and just insists that in his own life, it's the opposite. Now, perhaps that's true. That could be the reality for Tate specifically, but that doesn't mean the evidence and studies that say otherwise are lying either. While I'm glad that people are finally speaking out against him, myself included, he's still getting more and more signups with every single online debate he does. Okay, so I'll cut it short there, and I'm going to go and read this article right here about um, Tate. Okay. All right. And, man, is it ugly. It is really ugly what's coming out about Tate. Okay, here we go. All right. So, first trillionaire, Andrew Tate's true fortune exposed as 0.001% of what he claimed. Andrew Tate, who was today, June 20th, charged with grape, human trafficking, and forming an organized crime group to sexually exploit women, has made wild claims about his own wealth. In a twist that will likely surprise absolutely no one, the self-proclaimed words first, the world's first trillionaire, Andrew Tate, has been exposed for having just 0.001% of the fortune that he claimed to have. The alleged sex trafficker has in the past boasted about his fortunes, but this can now be debunked thanks to Romanian prosecutors. Tate, who was today June 20th charged with several major crimes, including what I just said. All right. He has made several clashing statements in the past saying that his wealth spans anywhere from 100 million to a trillion dollars. Okay. What sources close to Romanian process investigation told the Sun that the Tate brothers are worth around 10 million or just 0.001% of what they have claimed to be worth. The Tate assets listed by the Romanian police include 15 luxury cars, 15 properties, 14 watches, two IGGOTs and shares in four different companies. The assets tied to the four companies are worth just 84,000. Surprisingly, the cars make up the bulk of their worth, totaling around 8 million. Their houses and lands are also estimated to be at more than 2 million, the source said. Responding to the new details about his finances, Andrew told the son, I'm sure this case has absolutely nothing to do with stealing my wealth. Well, you do live in Romania and you have bragged that you had to brag your Romanian authorities. You know, what do you think they're going to do to you if you live in a corrupt country? <laughs> the 36-year-old grifter and his brother Tristan are expected to pay heavy costs in relation to their ongoing case in Romania. The Tates will have to pay advanced legal fees of 52000 ahead of the sex trafficking trial, which is expected to begin in September. The brothers also along with two Romanian women, are alleged to have formed a criminal gang in 2021 to commit human trafficking in Romania, the U.S., and the U.K. 
if this <laughs> he may get extradited back to the U.S. to face justice in America. The indictment claims that seven victims were promised love and marriage with the Tates before they were taken to buildings on the outskirts of Bucharest, where they were psychologically worn down and then made to star in pornographic films. There, they were alleged in, they were allegedly intimidated, placed under constant surveillance and control, and forced into debt to main, maintain control over them. Yeah, this this is wild, man. This this is insane. Oh, but it gets worse. It gets worse. All right. I'm going to talk about TikTok now. All right. TikTok failing to act as Andrew Tate's videos still seen by children as young as 13. The misogynist influencer and his brother face rape and trafficking charges in Romania. TikTok is failing to block misogynistic videos from controversial influencer Andrew Tate, and that can be viewed by children as young as 13. Experts warn. No wonder you have these middle schoolers. Middle schoolers are rebelling. How are they getting access? They should have a blocker. It all makes sense now. Tate has been charged in Romania with rape while he, he is and his brother, <clears throat> Tristan, were both charged with inciting others to violence. But despite an outcry over their content after Tate's arrest last December, TikTok owned figures showed that the videos linked to the Tate hashtag have been viewed 75 million times in the UK in the past four months alone. While TikTok says Andrew Tate himself has been banned and many of these videos are unrelated or linked to the brothers court appearances, the independent found his content available to users of the social media platform, both under the Tate's hashtag and elsewhere separately. Pickup artist video uncovered the independent shows Andrew Tate's bragging about how to slam two women at the same time before getting them drunk and working on camera together. The Century for Countering Digital Hate said that while Tate, a former kickboxing world champion turned success coach, has been banned by TikTok, he continues to have quite a strong infrastructure of getting fans to upload his content dispensing the advice. This means his videos are still widely available to users. Callum Hood, the organization's head of this research, said, we know teens as young as 13 are being served the content featuring Tate from experiments we carried out to see what videos TikTok algorithms recommends to his youngest users. However, he warned that TikTok had been con had been fined by UK regulators for failing to implement age controls, raising questions about how many children are under the age 13 could have seen Tate's material. Mr. Hood argued the social media platform continued to play a big role in bringing Tate's content to bigger audience. As he explained, the influencer is still getting a leg up from platforms because he's he's generating cash for them. So they're not gonna they're not gonna listen. All right, they're gonna do the opposite. He said, This is before you get to the issue of alternative platforms offering a reservoir of the Tate Brothers content that has been deleted elsewhere, allowing it. Hold on one second. All right. Uh, where was I? Shucks. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Youngest users. All right. However, he has warned that TikTok had been fined by. All right. Where was I? Uh, infrastructure. Damn it. Lost the place here. World champion success coach. Blah, 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 blah. We are known teens as young as 13. Da, 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 da. As young as users, we are warned that TikTok can be. However, he warned that TikTok had been fined by UK regulators for failing to implement controls, age controls, raising questions about how many children under the age of 13 have been seen, have been seeing Tate's material. Mr. Hood argues social media platforms continue to play a big role in bringing Tate's content to a bigger audience, as explained, the influencer is still getting a leg up from platforms. He said that it is before. That is before you get to the issue of the alternative platforms offering a reservoir of the Tate's brother's content that has been deleted elsewhere, allowing it to remain accessible. Tate said, I'm sorry, TikTok said, as well as banning Tate, it added prompts telling users who search for him or related terms to be hate aware. Mr. Hood noted TikTok has accepted the principle that accounts posting videos of Tate promote his misogynistic views are or artificially boost his content will be acted on, but warned it was clear this was not happening in reality. 
He called for TikTok to be much more proactive in implementing its policies. He added, we know from investigations that saw inside Tate's business that he was instructing fans to repost his content in return for financial incentives. So the man is, you know, he's basically wants us to keep going. All right. We have done research showing that the Tate content is still recommended by mainstream platforms like TikTok within the first four, first hour of creating a new account that the platform understands to belong to a young man, despite those platforms saying Tate is the platform. Data shows TikTok videos posted with Tate hashtag has been viewed 1 billion times by Britons in the last year and 13 billion times around the world. Figures also reveal over three quarters of the people viewing videos posted under the TikTok under the Tate hashtag are aged between 18 to 24 in the UK. Almost eight in 10 people around the world watching videos post posted under this hashtag are aged between 18 to 24. This is despite the fact that many online giants have banned Tate's account because of his hate speech. John Mulhall of anti-fascism charity Hope No Hate said, even though Mr. Tate's accounts have been removed from TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, proxy accounts will churn out his videos. He warned influencers' appearances on podcasts and other creators' channels are also still available online. Yeah, people like, you know, you still get appearances to go on Sneeko, probably, if he wanted to. He'd go on Fresh and Fit. He, uh, you know, Fresh and Fit got a Rumble account, so Tate could go on Rumble. As long as people are willing to have him on, you know, he could he could still get away with it. Tate had his Twitter account restored in November last year alongside that of a former U.S. President Donald Trump and rapper Kanye West in the wake of Elon Musk gaining control of the social media site. Tate has 7 million Twitter followers. Last month, exclusive data from YouGov shared with The Independent showed around a quarter of young men agree with Tate's views on how women should be treated. Spokesperson for TikTok said misogyny is a hateful ideology that is not tolerated on TikTok. We have dedicated significant resources to finding and removing the content of this nature that violates our policies and take a number of steps to help our community make informed policies, reminding them of the dangers of hateful language. Representative for the Tates declined to comment. Yeah, man, it's uh, the thing is, though, because we have these issues in our society with feminism and uh, the woke agenda, people are going to gravitate to Tate. They're going to gravitate to him. Okay. You got feminism, you know, wearing his head and, and then you got the, you know, rainbow mafia, how they are uh, making life hell for not only for parents, but for kids. And they're going to look for some strong masculine figure. All right. You got single moms joining OnlyFans and refusing to take it down, no matter if their children are suffering in school because of them. So what do you think is going to happen? They're going to end up crying and enraged. They'll turn to Andrew Tate, and he'll be that father figure for them. He'll be that parental figure because the single moms, or worse, being in a two-parent home where the father's like, yeah, uh, you know, mommy's being on OnlyFans, so we got to take one for the team. And deep down, those little kids know that, you know, Daddy's wrong, and they're going to end up turning on their cell phone and looking to Andrew Tate as they cry at night that their father didn't have the balls to stand up to their mother, who's ruining their lives at school. I'll never forget reading about a 13-year-old boy getting bullied at school because his mom is on OnlyFans, and she refuses to take it down. All right? All right. Now, we're going to get into some... Uh, hearings about the uh, what's going on with the Romanian courts and some real serious issues with the Tate brothers. It's bad. It is really bad. There probably will be a movie about this. You know, comedy, if it wasn't so tragic. Here we go. Fair use. So normal human trafficking has a maximum penalty of 10 years imprisonment, where human trafficking in continued form adds three years to that, so 13 years. All right, let me play so it here, back. 
Okay. And more than once. So there's basically a repeat. Soon enough. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could just be, you know, server crash or maintenance upgrade or whatever. Or it could be a matrix attack. Could be a matrix it's only attack. The matrix. It's the matrix. <laughs> we can't rule out a matrix attack. Dude, okay. I'm surprised that I was able to start this space so smoothly without a bot attack like the last two times. Mm, great. Well, first, right. if, if you don't mind, let's go ahead and get started. We've got a lot to cover. Okay, let me just tell people what's going to happen. Uh, Crayon's going to talk for a really long time, guys. So if you have a question, please hold it until Crayon is ready to take a question, and then we'll bring you up as a speaker. Okay, so Crayon, the floor is yours. Let's get going. Okay. Uh, first, I want to thank you for inviting me onto your space uh, to, to talk about this. I appreciate it. And to everyone who's watching or listening to this live and listening on the replay, let me talk about what we're going to cover today and how we're going to go about covering it, how we get the information. And again, we'll be taking people up to ask. If you have questions, we can bring you up a little bit later to ask. And I'll be stopping along the way uh, to, to talk about some other things as well. So there have been documents that have been released. Some of you are, are probably aware of these documents. There's well over 100 pages of these documents that were obtained legally, legally through Romania's Freedom of Information Act. Anyone can get access to these documents. You just have to write out uh, the proper way and actually get them. They're sent out in Romanian language and they have to be translated. Google translation uh, is not perfect. So if you hear me kind of fumbling through some of these uh, chat conversations, just know that it could be a, a situation where the translation wasn't done so well. Um, and if anybody wants a copy of these when this is over, you can reach out to me through a DM. We have the, uh, the roughly translated one through Google, which definitely has some errors. But we just found that if you use chat GTP4 to do the translation, it does a significantly better job at translating the documents and it adds a lot more context to some of the conversations. So if you do need the Romanian version, um, I recommend using ChatGTP4, otherwise you're gonna lose some of the context uh, in the conversations. And again, once this is over, if you send me a DM, we can get all of this stuff to you. Now, I also want to address some things. There's a lot of bad information floating around around this case. A lot of misinformation, a lot of disinformation, and just some bold-faced lies. Some of the lies are coming from the Tates themselves, some of it's coming from their PR team, um, accounts that support the brothers blindly. And I, I don't want this space to be a space about the brothers are guilty, or I don't want to fight or talk over one another. Everyone is welcome in this space. What I want to accomplish here is just go over some of the facts. I want to go over some of the facts and counteract some of the things uh, that are being said with actual court documents that have come from Romania. So I'm going to read through some chat conversations between Andrew and the victims and Tristan and the victims and Georgiana and the victims. And I'm going to do some things like explain human trafficking and how it relates to this case, because there's a lot of bad information uh, with that as well. Let's, let's just go ahead and start with that, actually. Uh, let, me, let me put something else up on the screen here. Uh, and by the way, before I remove uh, this image up here in the nest, I want you to look at the pile of paperwork up here at the top. You've probably heard a lot that people have said there's no evidence. There's absolutely no evidence. The case files are empty. Everything's been fabricated, yada, yada, yada. What you see on the table right here is everything regarding this case. This was recently released from a journalist in Romania. I've credited them in the original post. This is everything. This is the case files. This is all the transcriptions. This is everything. And every one of those folders has roughly a thousand pages in it. So when you hear people talk about there's no evidence, this is the no evidence that you're looking at. It's literally a pile of thousands upon thousands. We estimate roughly 70,000 pages in this pile. And I don't know for sure, but I will be fair and say it's possible that half of those are Romanian, or Romanian language and the other half could be translated to English. I don't know for sure. So it could be those are 30 or 35,000 pages. The other half is translation. I don't know for sure, but I want to point that out. So I, I, want, I want this to be a very fair uh, space. I don't want this to be a, a one-sided uh, one conversation. So that being said, let me put this up 
in the nest. Okay. So what I want everybody to do right now is joining in, listening either live or through the replay. I want you to think about what you think human trafficking is. You're probably thinking about the movie Taken or movies like Taken where girls are kidnapped while they're on vacation. Maybe they're drugged. Maybe they're put in a dark room and sold into prostitution, chained to a radiator somewhere. Because that's what most people think of. They think of Liam Nielsen, who's coming after his daughter, right? He has a very specific skill set. He's coming after his daughter to, to rescue her. Um, and that's what most people think. And that's what I Cray think. Crayon. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. There's also another movie called Traffic. Traffic. I haven't seen that one. Okay, and it's got, like, I think Michael Douglas is the dad and his daughter. Um, uh, she doesn't necessarily get kidnapped, but she gets, like, lover boy method. Oh. And then she ends up being, like, this drugged-out prostitute. And, yes, eventually the dad does come to save her. But it's, like, um, it's got, like, three or four different stories in it, and they all kind of commingle. But, yeah, it's actually called Traffic. Oh. So, sorry to interrupt. Go on. Yeah. But that's what most people think human trafficking is. And I thought that that's what human trafficking was myself when, when all of this first started. And I, I'd seen videos of Andrew Tate on TikTok and I thought to myself, I was like, really? These guys are locking women up in the basement and chaining them to radiators or drugging them or whatever it is that they're doing. And then as I started to educate myself on what human trafficking actually is, I found out that um, the brothers are not being charged for any of that kind of human trafficking. And in fact, a lot of that is actually kidnapping. And there is a difference between kidnapping and human trafficking. So the first thing I want to go over with, it's going to kind of help give some perspective and everything that we're going to talk about today is the type of human trafficking that the Tate brothers and their accomplices have actually been charged of. Now, the method that they used is called the lover boy method of human trafficking. And to read a definition of lover boy human trafficking or Romeo pimps, it says lover boys or Romeo pimps are human traffickers who usually operate by trying to make young girls or boys fall in love with them. Once they have victims under their influence, they exploit them, for, entrance, uh, for instance, in the sex industry. So in a nutshell, lover boy trafficking is when you enter a false relationship for the purpose or the intent of manipulating that person into the sex industry or any sort of forced labor, any sort of exploitation whatsoever. But in this case, it was commercial sex work, which would be OnlyFans. It could be, oh, you put the traffic up in the, the nest there. It could be OnlyFans. It could be webcam work. Uh, it could be selling nude pictures to private uh, customers. It could be doing um, porn videos through Skype to private customers. Right, any sort of commercial sex work. So with that in mind, that's what the brothers are charged with. And the Loverboy method itself is not a charge. They're actually charged with, well, they originally were charged with multiple counts of human trafficking. Then you may have heard that charges were dropped. Everything's looking better for them now because charges were dropped. Uh, there's just one, we're just one charge now for human trafficking. So everything's getting better. What actually happened was their charge was upgraded. They went from human trafficking to a new upgraded charge, which is human trafficking in continued form. And the exact same thing happened for rape with Andrew. It went from rape to rape in continued form. And what this means is when you have continued form, it means that it's a habitual crime. It is a crime that continued to happen over a period of time, and it happened more than once. So there's basically a repeat uh, offense that happens and it's a much more serious crime, and it makes it a little bit easier for the prosecution to convict them. And it carries, I believe it's, yeah, it's three years longer for the maximum penalty. So normal human trafficking has a maximum penalty of 10 years imprisonment, where human trafficking in continued form adds three years to that, so 13 years. So when you hear them bragging and-, and Did the face end? I can't hear anyone. Um, I hope not. Can you hear me? Hello? We're good? Okay. All right, right on. Maybe thoughts can't hear. 
Okay. Thumbs up. Okay, we're good. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay, yeah, that was on you, I think. Yeah, sorry about that. My, I've got my Wi-Fi and my data turned on just in case, but I mean. Oh, okay. Matrix. Matrix attack. It's always a matrix attack. Sorry. Right, so the that. human trafficking. That's okay. The human trafficking and continued form. Um, in a nutshell, it's kind of like, imagine if you, uh, let's back up for a second with Loverboy. You're not charged with Loverboy trafficking. You're charged with human trafficking, or in this case, human trafficking in continued form. So the Loverboy method is the human trafficking would be like stabbing someone with a knife and getting charged with homicide and not stabbing somebody with a knife, right? Stabbing them with a knife is the actual method you use to kill them, but you're charged with homicide. So that's how that works. So I wanted to get that out of the way. So it's a much more serious offense than simply human trafficking. And the same thing happened with rape is it continued to happen. Therefore, they consolidated those into a charge that carries three more years if found guilty and they give them the maximum. Now, when it comes to human trafficking and the Loverboy method, there's some things that you have to, to the prosecutor is going to have to do. Thoughts, can you put that image back up on the, here I can do it, hold on. There it is. The prosecutor has to prove a couple of things. They need to prove, the prosecutor needs to prove that there is recruitment or transportation or harboring of one of the victims, right? You have to have an act. So the act of recruitment. In this case, the brothers recruited the models through various online websites like Instagram. Uh, one of the victims was even um, approached through a marriage website, allegedly. So they were recruiting them through places where women were, like marriage websites, Instagram, etc. By means of, as you can look in the graph, Deception, fraud, coercion, threats, or use of force. So they recruited girls on Instagram through marriage websites and deceived them through promises of false relationships. Or as you're going to find out later, Andrew was even promising marriage to one of the victims. So they were engaged in fraud. They were engaged in deception. So you re they recruited them. They deceived them. They told them lies for the purpose or for the intent of sexual exploitation, right? So there's a three things that the prosecutor has to prove. And that's what they've actually been charged with, or they've been charged with. It has nothing to do with chaining them up. It has nothing to do with restriction of movement, even though some of them were told they can't leave the compound that you're going to find out. It has nothing to do with the CCTV cam footage. That is the red herring that so many people love to talk about. The CCTV footage will prove their innocence because it proves that the women were not restricted. They could come in and out of the compound. But that's simply not true. What you actually saw in the CCTV footage is, number one, the women were under constant surveillance. And they actually told the girls they were under constant surveillance. It showed that there were armed guards at the compound. And it showed that they couldn't actually leave the compound. They could go out and get pizza or something, but they couldn't actually leave the compound without an escort. And through one of the conversations we're going to read a little bit later, you're going to hear more about that as well, where one of the victims, it was forbidden that she leave unless she went with specific people who could escort her in and out of the compound. So give me a thumbs up so far if you're, if you're following where we're at. Give me a thumbs up if you've got a better understanding now of human trafficking and why the brothers are actually charged. Because this isn't about chaining somebody up in the basement. This isn't about restricting their movement. This isn't about drugging them and selling them into prostitution. It's simply about deceiving, recruiting them and deceiving them into false relationships for the purpose of manipulating them into commercial sex work. That's what the accusations are here. So when you hear the brothers would never uh, get involved in human trafficking, well, the, <laughs> you know, I don't want to get into playing a bunch of videos in this stream, but this method of human trafficking, the lover boy method and everything that I just told you about the act of the means of and for the purpose or intent of, Andrew sold a course teaching young men how to do this. It was called the PHP course. And he sold that up until almost up until his arrest. So he converted to Islam. Uh, he was selling it a little bit after that. And you could recently get all of that information on the internet archives. They've been going back and, really, and getting rid of all of that evidence 
on the internet archives. So all of that information is gone. We have screenshots of it. But let me read, let me read some things to you from um, Andrew's own videos and his own course and things that were written on the actual websites themselves. And then we're going to get into the actual uh, documents themselves. So give me one moment here to pull this up. How are we doing here? Okay. Where are Andrew's messages? I have so many documents here. So many things set up. Uh, give me one second. Talk, current charges. While I'm looking for that, actually. Yep, I just yep. put a uh, huge picture, thanks to, um, you know, the matrix up in the nest that shows the full page of the PhD program. If anybody wants to click on it to expand, it'll show you and you'll have to pinch to zoom, but you'll be able to read everything. Okay, thank you, thank you. Okay, so these are some statements that Andrew actually said, either through video or statements on his websites or statements on his course that he actually sold. And everything that I just told you about human trafficking and what they're charged of and everything you're gonna hear with the conversations between Andrew and the victims, um, you have a better understanding of how these statements are completely in alignment with Loverboy, the Loverboy method of human trafficking. Okay, I'm gonna read these word for word. Andrew said, it was my job to get women to fall in love with me. Literally, that was my job. My job was to meet a girl, go on a few dates, sleep with her, test if she's quality, get her to fall in love with me to where she'd do anything I say then get her on a webcam so we can become rich together. That's one statement. Now, despite the fact that he says, so we can become rich together, because that's a talking point um, you're going to hear on a lot of pro Tate spaces, become, we can become rich together. If someone is manipulated into commercial sex work, none of that matters. None of that matters. When someone even gives consent, right, if he eventually pushes her into consenting doing set work, if it was done, if consent was given through manipulation, through deception, through fraud, that consent can be taken away. Okay, so that was one statement. Another statement, I use sex as a tool to make women love me so that they would obey me and live in my house and make me money. I was a pimp in that sense. I wasn't trying to have sex with the women. I was trying to get the women to obey me and I realized that's easier if they like to have sex with me. So in that statement, he used sex as a tool to make women fall in love with him, to make them like him so they would obey him. Another statement about his PhD program. He says, the PhD program was basically how I got girls, how I got girls to like me, to fall in love with me, and to work on webcam for me. Because that's what I did. That was my MO, to find girls and make them love me and make them work for me. And that's how I got rich. So those are three statements that Andrew said specifically. And that's, that's lover boy trafficking. That, again, it has nothing to do with chaining someone up. That has nothing to do with torturing someone. That is deceiving someone into commercial sex work by making them fall in love with you. You're tricking them into making them fall in love with you. And take a drink. Is everybody with me? Give me a thumbs up if you're with me. Okay, I see that you put up here in the nest. Okay, yeah. So what um, thoughts put up here in the nest? This was an actual screenshot of the PHP, PhD program that Andrew was selling. So you can read uh, one of the main comments on that as well. And he sold, sold the course teaching young men how to manipulate women into commercial sex work. And if you think, well, there's nobody who would actually fall for that. People would come to their own conclusion and not actually do that. Well, first of all, I don't believe Andrew realized that that was illegal. I don't believe any of them thought that was illegal. And some of you might know about Vlad Ubu. Is it Udu or Obu? I forget what his name. Uh, Joe Lampton is his nickname on Twitter. He followed the PhD course, and he was a War Room member, a member of Andrew's um, elite club, the War Room. And he was recently also arrested for human trafficking. I've been tweeting about that as well. And he was into some horrific things. So yeah, people did buy the course. People did learn this program through Andrew. And those are just the first two that we're aware of 
on the Apache band. Well, there's three of them that were arrested in total with Vlad, Vlad and two other gentlemen. So this is a problem and this is a method that people use to actually um, manipulate women into sex work. Okay, now let's get into some of these documents. Let me go back here to the beginning. And let me talk about the charges, the actual charges. All right. Andrew Tate has been charged one count of forming an organized criminal group, one count of human trafficking and continuous forms, and that's from four material acts and victims, and one count of rape in continued form. Tristan Tate has been charged with one count of forming an organized criminal group, one count of human trafficking in continuous form with three material acts and victims, and one count of instigation to assault another. And that was due from his orders to Georgiana to inflict pain upon one of the victims because she wanted to leave. I think she wanted to quit. Georgiana Nagel, is, she's, she's got it the worst. She's, she was pretty much the, the henchwoman of the operation. She's charged with one count of forming an organized criminal group one count of human trafficking in continuous form with six material acts and victims, one count of assault or other violence, one count of illegal access to a computer system, and one count of illegal modification of computer data. Now, for the computer system and the modified data, she allegedly went into one of the girls, I believe it was Facebook, and was posting a nude or nude pictures of her. Uh, I, I guess it was a blackmail or some sort of a coercion. So she was basically exploiting a girl and embarrassing her on her own personal uh, Facebook account. Uh, Laluna Radu, who was the police officer who worked for the Tates, she's charged with one count of forming an organized criminal group and one count of human trafficking and continuous form with five material acts or victims. So uh, Luana and Georgiana were the hench, we call them the hench women. Uh, and they're pretty much the ones who handled the women for the brothers. The system was that the brothers would find the women, they would recruit them, they would build the relationships with them, and they would transport them back to Romania. And then once they would get back to Romania, Georgiana and Luana would take over. Uh, they would usually get dropped off at the webcam studio. The brothers conveniently would not be there, as you're going to find out in the chats. They would always be away for work. The women would get dropped off, and then they would start to get pushed into TikTok, uh, so on and so forth. Now, one of the things that you've heard, if you've been listening to any of the pro Tate accounts or possibly even Tristan Tate, because I believe that's one of the things that he's talked about, is they are kind of ridiculing the idea of their organized crime charge. And they say things like, our crime, and we were arrested because we're accused of stealing money from girls on TikTok. If you heard that, if you've heard that one, Give me a thumbs up in the chat, in the chat, in the group. Give me a thumbs up if you heard that. Because I know some of you don't actually uh, listen to them. But that's what they were saying. They were saying, you know, we're being charged with stealing money from girls on TikTok. Well, what they conveniently left out was that it wasn't just TikTok. It is also OnlyFans. And let me read part of this from the actual uh, documents here. Okay. For committing the crimes of setting up an organized criminal group, right? That's where it starts. So this is for the actual charge here. Um, on the territory of Romania, together with the defendant Tristan Tate and the defendants Luana Radu, Georgiana Nagal, and Andrew Tate, constituted an organized criminal group in order to commit on the territory of Romania and on the territory of other states like the USA and UK, mainly of human trafficking crimes through recruitment actions of the victims carried out by the defendants, and later, under coordination, through actions of sheltering and transporting the victims carried out through the involvement of criminal activities of said Luana and Georgiana in order to obtain large sums of money by forcing the victims to perform pornographic events in order to produce and broadcast pornographic materials using the website OnlyFans.com in this sense and by subjecting them to the execution of job in a forced way using the website TikTok.com. So that obviously is not just about TikTok. 
they specifically mentioned human trafficking, recruitment actions, TikTok OnlyFans. Now, the brothers did have the girls working on TikTok. That is true. They would have them do live streams on TikTok. They were making TikTok content. And they were monetized on TikTok. And they were making money on TikTok. And according to Andrew, as you'll read later in the chat, they made good money on TikTok. What they did was use traffic from TikTok because they would build up their TikTok accounts. They would use that traffic to funnel customers into OnlyFans. So they were using it as a traffic source to send customers over to OnlyFans, kind of pre-qualifying them and sending them over to OnlyFans, in addition to making money on TikTok. And it was also used to break in new girls who might not be comfortable with OnlyFans yet, as you're going to read here, as you're going to hear as I read through some of these documents. So girls who might have been hesitant uh, of, hey, what are we doing here? Oh, just you can start on TikTok if you want to. And then they later build them up into OnlyFans. So they use TikTok for a couple of different reasons to ease the girls into OnlyFans and to make money on TikTok and to traffic customers into OnlyFans. So when you hear people talking about, or Tristan Tate or Andrew Tate talking about, we've been charged for taking money from girls on TikTok, uh, that is a verifiable lie. You can see that in the documents uh, that we can post later if anyone's interested to that. Now, up until this point, does anyone have any questions before we get into the conversations? Uh, I did send one question to the chat, and I don't know if you're going to cover it later, but it's about the potential sentences they might receive upon conviction. Okay. Hold on here. Let me get through some of these. Yeah, we'll try to get to that a, a little bit later here. Um, I, I can talk about, um, for example, I've got this up here. So Romania's human trafficking law, just kind of briefly read through this. So the human trafficking law, and by the way, if you're interested in Romania's criminal code, I can send that to you as well. Anything that you want out of anything that we discussed today, send me a DM when the space is over, and I'll send you access to Romania's criminal law, criminal procedure, as well as the documents that we're referencing here. I can send them in English, send them in Romania. Um, I want to be fully transparent with everything that we're discussing today, so there's no chance of anyone saying that it, this is made up or it's fabricated. And if anyone questions where any of these documents come from, you can request them yourself through Romania's Freedom of Information Act. So you don't have to take my word for it. You don't have to take anyone else's word for it. You can find this documentation yourself if you would like to. So Romania's human trafficking law, and this is not in continued form. This is just uh, human trafficking. It's Article 210. It's trafficking in persons for the recruitment, transportation, transfer, harboring, or receipt of persons of exploitation purposes by means of coercion, abduction, deception, or abuse of power, by taking advantage of the inability of a person to defend himself or herself to express his or her will on a blatant state of vulnerability, by giving and receiving payments or other benefits exchanged for the consent of an individual, uh, of an individual by having authority over such person. Now, the punishment on this, um, at the, the minimum punishment is three years, and for normal human trafficking, it's 10 years, but because it's human trafficking in continued form, it is now 13 years. So the maximum penalty would be 13 years for human trafficking in continued form. Hold on one second here. And then uh, organized crime. Pull this up. And, and it's important to, uh, to mention here that if consent is obtained via coercion or deception or abuse of power, then that consent can be removed because there's an argument that girls knew what they were getting into. They love to say, well, the girls knew what they were getting into because one of them was a sex worker. Well, that consent can be removed because it was obtained through deception or coercion or through abuse of power. Okay, Romania's criminal or Romania's organized crime law. Um, the minimum term is three years and the maximum term, uh, term is 10 years imprisonment. So these guys are facing some very serious, very serious crimes here. Listen, serious. I believe Pax said in the sorry, Crayon. I believe Pax said in the past that the Romanian system won't let them serve um, concurrent; they have to be consecutive. Is that right? Um, I, I I've heard mixed things on this. I, I was told uh, what they'll do is they will generally. And somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, because I've heard two different things, and I've also heard it's up to the discretion of the judge. So it could be both are true. I've heard that 
they'll take the largest charge. So say, let's just say they're found guilty of human trafficking and they gave them the max, say that's 13 years. Um, then they take the other charges that they're found guilty of and they add a third of that time to the initial sins. So a third of human tra- or a third of organized crime, a third for rape, etc. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Let me go back here. Now, some of you may or may not know that on the day that the Tates were indicted, there were accusations that the prosecutor pulled out of that investigation to start another in-rim investigation for additional charges. So they've been indicted for one group of charges, and now there's an in-rim investigation that's getting started for a second group of charges. And I'm looking for that list right here, which is pretty, uh, pretty troubling. Okay, the list of accusations for the new in-rim investigation is influencing statements, favoring the perpetrator, money laundering offenses, trafficking in persons. Okay, so I'm going to cut this short and I'll continue on the next one. I'm going to um, continue with uh, part two. All right, so <clears throat> bear with me. I'm coming back. All right. Later.